The holidays are a time of joy and happiness until you get stressed out. If you are in charge of hosting a holiday party, here's what you need to know about staying sane. Welcome to Adulting, a podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to adulting.tv. I'm Harlan Landis, and I'm here with Miranda Marquette. How are you, Miranda? I am doing well. I'm actually getting ready to host a holiday party. So this will be a really good episode for me. So the timing is perfect. And there could be a lot of reasons that you'd want to host a holiday party. Although sometimes I think that those who host holiday parties often don't want to host them. They might just (laughs) be the best choice in their family or their friend group, whatever it happens to be. But if you are hosting a holiday party, There are a lot of things that you can keep in mind that will keep it stress-free for you. Well, maybe not entirely stress-free, but you can definitely bring the stress level down. I don't know if there's a way to truly be stress-free when you're planning any party. There's a survey that talks about how everybody feels stressed about planning lots of things around the holidays. Pretty much everyone feels stressed during the holidays. The holiday is a big stress time. It's not just about planning parties. It's about your finances, the money you spend, healthy eating, picking the right gift, and scheduling. Your party actually falls under all of these things, right? Planning a party is going to affect your finances. It's going to affect what you eat. It's going to affect if you do party favors. It's going to affect finding the right thing. And it definitely affects your schedule. (laughs) When you're planning a party, it pretty much fits into all of the things that stress people out about the holidays. And stress is just unhealthy. It leads to lots of health problems down the road that manifest physically too, not just the stress causing distractions in your brain. So it's good to find all the different ways to reduce that stress as much as possible, especially during these final months of the year. Yeah. So what are some of the reasons that people actually decide to go ahead and bite the bullet and host one of these parties? Well, some people out there like hosting parties. They like entertaining. They like being a host or hostess. They enjoy the company of others, and they enjoy being the person who's bringing people together. And I think that's a very social attitude that's very healthy. It's good to have that if that's one of the things that inspires you to bring people together and and host a party. The party I'll be hosting in a couple weeks It's something that I volunteer to do because one, I do like having people over. I think it's kind of fun to do that on occasion, not very often, but on occasion. And I do like that sharing in the spirit of the season. But part of it too is it's for an organization I belong to. And nobody had a space that was very conducive to entertaining. It was either too small, it wasn't open enough you know, that kind of thing. But my house has a very open plan. The living area kind of flows into the kitchen area. And I don't have a lot of furniture because I I just don't. I don't like to have things cluttering up the place. And so it's really easy to move around and have kind of a holiday party feel where you can have music and you can set little munchies out on the table and people can wander and mingle. And I have a big open downstairs as well where people can go down and talk down there. I've got a side thing where there's some games that people can play if they want to set up games. It's a really great space for entertaining. 
So I'm kind of the default when an organization is like, well, we need a place to kind of have a party, but we don't have the money to rent a banquet hall or whatever. I'm kind of the default. So that's one reason. I mean, some people just feel like, well, the house is made for entertaining and the room isn't there from other people. And so I guess I'm the default. Yeah. And surprisingly, I had a work type meeting at my apartment because I was the only one who was local and had enough space. And really all that was was a big enough living room for all of us. And I live in a small apartment, so I am not used to entertaining. I had to go through the checklist and make sure my apartment was set up with the snacks and the food and the space and the chairs and everything we needed to have a few people over. Obviously more of a stretch for me, someone living by himself and not used to entertaining. I haven't really... I've. Once I had family over when I moved into an older apartment and there wasn't enough space there and I did not do such a great job of hosting, but (laughs) it's something I'm interested in doing, you know, maybe not for the holidays, but it's certainly something that I can do in the future. The worst is when you feel like pressured into it. So there's varying degrees of this where it's like, okay, well, I feel like mine is the only place that people can come, but I don't really feel pressured into it. I don't feel like I have to do it and it's terrible. But there are some times when you're hosting the holiday party because it's what you've always done or because you really do feel pressured into it and you don't know how to say no. We have a whole episode about saying no. In fact, I think saying no around the holidays. So that's going to be a great one to listen to if you find yourself in that situation. You shouldn't do things because you're pressured into it, but sometimes you are the only person, the only household that can handle the type of event that, say, your family wants to participate in. So you have to find a way to do it, and certainly there are lots of ways to ease that pain of feeling like you're pressured into doing something you don't want to do. With some of these tips, it can help alleviate that problem. Let's talk about some of these tips for staying sane as you get ready to prepare your holiday party and host this event. What are some of the things that you can do to ensure that you don't completely go crazy? Well, I think one of the important things is to play to your strengths. If you love cooking and that's the part of hosting or the part of just doing something for yourself that you really like, then focus on the cooking. If you love entertaining and you're not so into the cooking aspect of it, find a way to focus on that and then ask for others to cook or for people to bring their own food or food for everybody, potluck style. Focus on the thing that makes you enjoy the holidays the most. And that is one way to just alleviate the stress and to redefine how you look at your holiday planning. Yeah, I like that idea of playing to your strengths. So I don't enjoy cooking very much. And so whenever I host a party, it's buffet style and total hors d'oeuvres, hors d'oeuvres that I can buy, or it's like the veggie tray, the fruit bowl, the sandwich bar where you make your own sandwich, you know, or I have the little hors d'oeuvre things where, you you know, you've got the little cheesecakes or the little shrimp puffs or, or whatever it is. I'm a big fan of that. So I will buy those things that make it easy, or I'll do something simple that I do like to make. One of the few things I like to make, stew. That's really easy to make in a crock pot. It's something you can make ahead of time and have it sitting there warming. And I also really like some pre-made stuff like quiche or tarts. If you like to bake or you like to make those things, trying to do it all the night before or the day of is going to drive you crazy. And so one way you can handle that is to, if you're going to actually make the stuff, plan things that you can make ahead and freeze. 
I know that for a wedding once, my mom made these little tart things. And what she did was she started about a month before the wedding. And, you know, one day a week, she devoted to making some of these tarts that she would need, and then she'd freeze them. And it was a really good way for her to manage the whole issue. And then, of course, they could be thawed just before the wedding and everything was great and it worked out. So if you have something like that, that you can make ahead of time and freeze, then you can make it in batches and you don't have to try and like get it all done immediately. Yeah. And along those same lines, as we're talking about the food aspect of preparing for a holiday party or any party where there's going to be a number of people, pre-made trays are great, fruit and vegetable trays, deli meat and cheese platters. You said that you've done these before. And of course, the snacks. Snacks are a great aspect of this. Crackers and cheese is something that goes over really well with me. Of course, a variety of nuts, chips and salsa, whatever it happens to be, a nice array of snacks that will go a long way to keep everybody focused and keep everybody's belly full before we get to the meal. And if you aren't interested in doing the meal, don't do the meal. <laughs> if, if trying to put on a big meal is, is going to stress you out, don't do it. I don't usually do meals when I do parties because I don't have a large table. I don't have like the big dining table. I don't have that big fanciness happening. And so make sure that people know that it's a casual kind of buffet style or hors d'oeuvre style party. So, you know, be clear about that when you're making your invitations so that people understand that it's not going to be a sit down dinner. And if it is going to be a sit down dinner, then make sure that you can handle the guest list and that you are properly prepared for that. Sure. And something to keep everything easy is it's great to have music in the background. And there's certainly a lot of music services. I know cable company you can turn on the music choice channel or you can use Spotify if you're a member there and put that through your speakers in your house or Pandora. There's certainly a lot of different services that you can use for some atmosphere to set the mood right as your guests come in and people can talk, they can converse, they can do what they need to do, they can enjoy their dinner with some nice background music. I love making playlists. I think it's super fun to like find the right combination because I listen to music a lot. I love different kinds of music. We've had our Chamber of Commerce gala for the last couple of years. They've asked me to make the after party playlist and all of that kind of stuff. And so I love making the playlist, but not everybody does. And so as Harlan mentioned, if you belong to Spotify or if you have Pandora, you can actually find pre-made holiday mixes that you can put on. So if making a playlist isn't your thing and you don't want to spend the time to do it, just pick one of these automatic playlists, search for the mix, and the work is done for you. One of the biggest stressors when it comes to hosting people is the cleanup afterwards, especially if it's a large group. And some of the things that you can do to reduce the dread when it comes to the cleanup process is to forget about the fancy dishes and plates and bowls and silverware and use disposable items. Now, of course, you may be concerned about waste, but you can also reuse plasticware, for example. But it certainly helps reduce the stress when it comes to the holidays. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I like to use the disposable paper plates. I like the post-consumer products. So like the stuff that's made from recycled materials. And I have a fireplace. So I don't know. I just burn it, which probably isn't the most awesome thing in the world, but it gets rid of it quickly. And then when you have things like the plastic solo cups or whatever, those are recyclable. You can go ahead and recycle them when you're done. Or as you mentioned, Harlan, they can be used again. You can wash them and use them again. But if you want the easy cleanup, 
then yeah, you do need to kind of think about how that balances with your own personal thoughts about waste. I hope you don't throw those plastic wine glasses into the fireplace. No, no, no. I don't burn any of the plastic. I recycle the plastic. (laughs) (laughs) I only burn the paper. It makes good kindling to start my fire and keep the house warm. So there's a lot that we talked about. A lot of it surrounds food because that's probably the biggest stressful event for a lot of people when it comes to the holidays. But we have several do nows, which will help you at this moment alleviate the stress that you have around the holidays. Well, well, wait a minute. Before we get to the do nows, though. Okay. I do want to talk about one of these fun things that I recently discovered. You can get foldable coat racks. They're the long ones. They're not like the fancy wooden ones that have like one or two little hooks or pegs or whatever. They're like the long ones that you see like when you go to an event and they're like metal and they're on wheels and they've got the hangers on them. You can rent those, but you can also buy them for between 40 and $80. So if you entertain a lot and you don't want to just throw everybody's coat on a bed in the back room somewhere and everybody's going back there to dig out their coat when they're ready to go, you can get one of these foldable rolling coat racks, get some plastic hangers to hang on them. They're pretty cheap. You can get a bundle of 10 for a dollar. People can just hang their stuff up on the coat rack and it makes it easy. That does make it easy. Yes, it's certainly better than going to a different room and searching through the pile of coats for the one coat that looks like all the other coats anyway. Right. (laughs) It involves probably spending some money, but there are costs that go into hosting a party. As a host, you will put some expense into it. That might be something that's stressful. So you might be looking for ways to cut down on the expense. There are certainly things that you can do to do that as well. Some of the great ways to cut back on expenses is something that you mentioned earlier, which is to make it a potluck, have other people help by bringing the food along. Then there are plenty of ways to decorate without spending a ton of money. You can go over to Pinterest and look for inexpensive decoration ideas, and you'll get all sorts of interesting things you can do, like putting a little bit of glitter on some pine cones and then putting them in a big jar. I like to just use sprays of evergreens. We've got a lot of pine trees around here in my yard, and I just like to get sprays of evergreens, and you can put those in a vase, and it looks very nice. It looks very festive but it doesn't cost anything or it costs very little. So look for ideas like that that don't require you to completely make over your whole house with expensive decorations, but just a few little touches that can make it look festive and make it look a little bit different and alive without costing a lot of money. So we do have some do nows, which will help you reduce stress with specific things that you can take care of at this very moment. The first one that we always suggest tends to involve writing something down, and this one does. Make a list of what you need for your party so you don't forget anything. Make a list. Check it twice. It's what we do around the holidays. And another thing you can do is designate one area of the house to keep clutter. And this is me. I pay somebody to clean, but even so, I still sometimes have clutter. If you don't have time to clean up everywhere or put away all of the things that are sitting out that you don't want people to see, pick one room that you can close the door and just put everything in. For me, it's my home office. You know, if I need to clean up, if I need to put the clutter somewhere, I don't have a place for it. I just pile it all into the home office toward the back of the room and close the door. You know, the door has a lock on it that I can lock and unlock with a key. And that way I don't have to worry about kids getting in or people wandering in there accidentally. And it's a really good way to just kind of hide the clutter and not have to worry about where am I going to put all this. And because it can be locked, then you don't have to worry so much about those guests who wander off and they're exploring and you never know where they're going to end up, which is something that you find when you host a lot of events. People like to (laughs) 
check out your place. And another thing is, if it's far enough ahead and you've made your list, plan a schedule to buy a couple things each week so you don't blow your budget all at once. If you have your ingredients list or if you have your decorations list or whatever it is you need for the party, plan it out and schedule so that you buy things a little bit at a time rather than making like one big massive shopping spree out of this. Yeah, it's really important to plan ahead of time. The more in advance you know that you're hosting, just don't put it off. Start getting ready because you don't want to procrastinate because that just adds to your stress. And the idea is to reduce your stress. So spread your stress out over time and you'll see that the cumulative stress is a lot lower than it would be than if you wait until the last minute. And as someone who always waits until the last minute to do lots of things... (laughs) (laughs) It's something we all need to do better. And it's so common. Just start getting organized as soon as possible. You'll love your life a whole lot more because of it. We do have a listener question. Says, I like having people over, but after a couple hours, I'm ready for them to go. How do I kick my guests out of the house while not seeming like a curmudgeon? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, There's a couple of things that I can think of. Number one is to be clear on the invitation or when people arrive to say that, this event, this thing is going to be over, you know, at a certain time, whatever that is, maybe nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 2 a.m., whatever it happens to be, and make sure you stick to it. Now, of course, you might not know exactly when everything is going to be over, because sometimes when you have friends over, it's a little hard to plan, but you know when it's time. You don't have to feel like a curmudgeon. First of all, make plans for the next time you're going to get together and say, this has been great, let's get together again, let's do this again at such and such a time, then it feels like you're not closing anybody off because you're leaving it open until the next time you get together. The other thing you can do is just make cues, like start cleaning up. (laughs) When you start cleaning up, you know, when you just start moving things around, taking people's stuff, then taking it to the kitchen to throw away, or when you start gathering up the extra food. And you can even say something like, hey, I've got leftovers. Who wants to take them home? (laughs) You know, and that's kind of a friendly way to like signal to people that you're cleaning up, you're ready for everybody to go home, but you're offering them food to get them on their way. So that's one way to do it. Another way is if you've been playing music in the background, turn off the music. It becomes very noticeable, right? And people are like, oh, yeah, I guess it's time to leave. So the things that you're talking about, Miranda, rely on people understanding social cues, which is normally fine, but not everybody has a great awareness of social cues and they don't know what certain signals are or that they are signals. So sometimes you do have to be a little direct. You have to know your audience and know how to talk to them so that you can tell them it's time to go without offending them. That really is what it comes down to. Yes, the social cues, the little things that you can do, the hints that you can drop. Yes, that will work for a good portion of people, but you just never know and people might not understand exactly what you're trying to hint. So you might have to be a little direct and being direct doesn't mean that you're going to offend somebody. The more you can not beat around the bush for people who need you to be direct, the better off they'll be. So do you have any tips for holiday entertaining? What are your best ideas for making the most of hosting a party without going insane? 
Let us know on Facebook, head over to Facebook and to the adulting community. It is hashtag adulting on Facebook and let us know your thoughts. And don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts by going to adulting.tv slash iTunes. You can also find us on Google Play and Stitcher, and you'll be able to get our episodes on the device of your choice every single week. If you have any questions for us, go ahead and head on over to adulting.tv slash ask, and we'll try to answer your question in a video on the podcast or in an article on the site. And remember, until next week, behave like a grown-up. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Thank you.